Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, fellows. It's the first night of eleven of the season. Nerd School. Nerd School. My glasses are broken. This will begin season two of Nerd School. Welcome back to season two, Nerd High. Glad to have you. It's going to be crazy stunts. We're going to. No. Joe's going to bring more penis jokes. Not penis stuff. I am a super nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. Star Spangle Man with a plan. Maybe I'll try to do a cartwheel. TBJ. Congratulations. You did dirt. Ta-da. I got no shame. All my exes can tune in. We can have an episode oh, where I compare them to all the Marvel villains. We can do that. Art star. I don't love Wiener. I'm just trying to make money. Lord <laughs> Artemis Prime. No. Yeah, my real name is Joe. Did I ever tell you about the time I hung out with uh, DMC at Mertz? The Nerd School Podcast. Hi, this is Gruff from the Gruff and Loud Show. And now... The Nerd School continues their conversation on Guardians of the Galaxy. School's back in session. All right, now then, then we get to the broker, this weird guy that they make fun of his eyebrows. Which we've seen. But he's not the power no, not broker, the broker, right? No, you see no. the power broker later. The power broker is later. It becomes Sharon Carter or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, something like we that. We don't know. We, we think, assume it's Sharon We don't know. Carter. We're still guessing. But this power broker is not. Anything to do with that broker. This right? guy's just a broker. He's just, just a this is just the broker. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even he know did. if he's a real dude. I have to look he's that like up. He's like just at his fancy pawn shop. He's just an alien who uh sets up deals. He's a Zandarian. Yeah. His people, his culture, my yeah. culture. Uh, now if Art Star was hired in the this broker's store. Mm-hmm. What would Art Star's position be? Like, what would he hire him to do? Translating Yandu when he goes, you bula 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 bula. And they're like, they're bullying the poor little guy. That's kind they of well, they're, they're kind of fun. gross space pirates. That's what they do. That's true. Yeah. They don't care about in, in wealthy circles what happens. And then we get this whole thing about, you know, Star Lord goes to the broker, and then Gamora is standing outside when he when he realizes that. Ron uh Ronan wants him, wants it. He kicks him out, and then there's Gamora waiting, being flirty and sexy. And then we get the whole Gamora Star Lord Rocket Groot battle. I love that whole thing. That whole thing is I could watch that battle mm-hmm. like 14 times in a row because mm-hmm. it's just so cool. Like it's one person gets and then this, and the group puts the thing over. <laughs> I'm like, it's just so much fun and awesome. And yeah, uh it's uh it's just so well done. It really makes you well, most most Marvel like Marvel battles are they they, are. they they they're intense. So, and I think Andy made a reference to this. Andy's drinking early milk. at some point, but it was like how a lot of these battles they give you that feel like you're reading, you know, that one big center page in the middle of the book where they're like every a lot of things going on in the background, the foreground, and in the middle ground, and they're just like explosions here, toss this here, get away here, do this, do this. Um, let's take the rocket boosters and attach it to her and kick her over here and then like you know so it's, it's, a lot, it's like you could uh, if you were reading the comic book it would almost almost be on like one panel and you'd just be panning left to right watching everything just looking at it all trying to take yeah. yeah uh 
yeah, I just like you said, when he puts those rocket boosters on her and flies, I love that they establish these battles also establish all these guys as mm-hmm. as what they are, and what they like to do. And that, you know, like Rocket has all these weapons and gadgets and shit. And then and Gamora is a fucking badass. And uh, oh, when, when you when we get the volume two, like there's this whole thing about Gamora and her weaponry that's kind of. Uh, her no. like title even in the comics is the deadliest woman in the galaxy. Yeah, it says it's yeah. in here somewhere. It he's says a she, badass. She is. I must. I must not have got to that. Yeah, she's. Oh, I, somewhere I wrote. I thought I copied. I must not have written it down. Yeah, but she's supposedly the baddest, baddest ass, like toughest, the, the woman deadliest in woman in the galaxy. galaxy. Yeah, deadliest, yeah, deadliest. yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I like how she always ju- she like like jumps. She does this weird flying thing where she can like jump and then kick down or whatever. It's like a video game or something. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. cool. And in the comics, she's a lot uh, hornier too. <laughs> uh, like in this, like I will of not course. come to your pelvic sorcery, but in the comics, yeah. you know, <laughs> I love the pelvic like, sorcery like, she's, line. Yeah, she's a bit more uh, uh, less. Free. Free loving, she's a little more yeah, but, but she's like hard ass about it. Like, yeah, uh, I, I'm not attached to you. I will take what I need from you, and you're done. Like, there's a there's a whole sequence that happened. I don't know, I think a decade ago, where like Iron Man was in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Tony Stark is like trying to do his Captain Kirk fantasy. I'm gonna get with a green lady, and uh, like she's like, all right, you think you can hang with me? And then it turns out he cannot. <laughs> <laughs> like afterwards, she's like. All right, I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go get something to eat, and then she's and then as soon as she leaves, he's like, "Ow!" So, <laughs> I kind of like see, that sequence of Gamora has see, no Joe, use. For a lot of a lot of these comic books nowadays, Joe. Yeah, like the re, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, now comic books have gotten to a point where because of like comics code and things like that, like some books may seem like they're all age. But then just like in television nowadays, you have a lot of these underlying tones of uh, promiscuity. promiscuity. Yeah, promiscuity. 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 Oh God damn it. Promiscuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, promiscuity. But the comics code, which Art violence explained in American Timelines episode 174. Hey, but like, you have like, you know, gratuitous violence and things yeah. like that. Yeah, but then there's also it's still, still managed to somehow be fun. So I mean, like, like even like I told you, I was reading Daredevil now, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. in this Daredevil book, Daredevil is almost like Playboy Bruce Wayne. Like okay. he does, like he sleeps with a lot of women. He does creep shit, and I'm like, wow. But like. Yeah, I learned some of that in the uh, Nerdy Night Out we did when those guys were mm-hmm. arguing about Daredevil. Yeah, I mm-hmm. had no idea he was like a a guy who slept with women a lot. Yeah, womanizer. Womanizer, no womanizer. idea. Womanizer. But yeah, I, art is funny. I, I, I mean, I think he's just had a really bad, tragic dating history. He's not necessarily a womanizer. It's just like he gets involved with people, and they they're the wrong people to get involved with, like okay. typhoid Mary. Uh, Electra is a big tragedy thing. Like he gets involved with Black Widow at one point. Uh, hey, well, and- you mentioned Electra real quick. Uh, did did anybody like that show with Jennifer Garner? Was that a show or a movie? It was a movie. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Okay, because yeah. Jennifer Garner sucks. <laughs> or no, uh, not no, necessarily. Is that, is that Ben Affleck's uh, fault? 
No, he was. Yeah, was he before. had a cameo in it. Uh, there was it was a spinoff. They of weren't the, dating yet, right? Do you just? Show I up? think the Daredevil movie is when they started dating, but the Electro movie was a spinoff of the Daredevil movie. But the Electro movie, they forgot to have anything happen in it. <laughs> Andy, every once in a while, go, that's one of Andy's uh, passive aggressive. That's his zing. Like, zing. zing. Uh, that's like that's how what? he treats art stars. How he just treated that movie. What was passive that about that? That is a that? great summary of how he treats art stars. They forgot to have uh, something happen in it. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's passive but you didn't just say it sucked you had to say it in that it's not passive it's not passive you That's said not the right it in term. a way that we don't it's a condescending coming yeah and then it's a boom, condescending a way slight. to say it sucks like you can't just say it fucking sucks they didn't do a good job they forgot to have something happen That's better yeah. for the doubt maybe it could be a slip <laughs> of the mind like oh we forgot yeah, we forgot to write a plot <laughs> yeah we, we forgot to have anything anything yeah. interesting happen yeah that's funny um Okay, Groot was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. First appeared in the Tales to Astonish number 13, November 1960, which I read, and it's on Comixology, and I paid $1.69 for it, and it was worth the whole 10 pages or whatever it is. But Love it. Because they destroy Groot, spoiler alert, in this first issue, which nobody's going to read. It's a 60s comic, so it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's pre-Fantastic Four. It's pre-the superhero renaissance. It was back when Marvel was still just doing like horror stories and mm. uh, some poor scientist comics. who is uh, ridiculed by his wife throughout the whole issue about not being manly enough, uh, not being as manly as everybody else. He disappears during the whole battle. Everybody, the whole town's trying to fight Groot, this space alien tree guy who is sucking up everybody's fences and trees from their yards are disappearing because they're getting sucked into Groot. And they're all upset. Oh, no, our fences are gone. Uh, what are we going to do? Oh, where'd you go? My husband's not manly enough to f- battle him. He just went to his lab because he was working on a plan. And his plan was termites. Termites mm. destroyed Groot. In this. <laughs> so spoiler alert. Uh, but it's so very 60s and so very uh, just that era. Uh, <laughs> it's the best way to put uh, it, that era. The way people spoke and did. And it's like, mm. <laughs> just like yeah. the, the wife is just nonstop saying how he's not a real man and she wishes he was more manly and things like that. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, it's like, oh, my God, you are the manliest of all because you defeated Groot. Um that was funny. And then I also read Rocket's first appearance. Uh, he was created by writer Bill Mantlo and artist mm-hmm. Keith Griffin. Uh, Keith Giffen. Oh, Giffen. Uh, Sorry, and, uh, not an R there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bill Mantlo is a tragic story, actually. Oh, uh, really? He's, uh, he, was, he created Rocket Raccoon and a lot of things. He was a big Marvel comic for, writer for a long time. But he was in some kind of accident. I think he got hit by a car or something and he got brain damage to the point where he he's not the same person he used to be anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, but he like he's uh, in need of constant. He has to be in a place where people watch him and make sure he doesn't accidentally hurt himself or something. Oh, he's no. lost a lot of cognition. So and then it's did you just know this or did you just research this? Uh, I'd known this previously because oh. back when this movie came out and uh, Rocket got a higher profile people yeah. try to say hey look what happened this is the creator of bill mantlow he's in financial need because i don't know 
because it's comic book writers. They don't make a lot of money and he can't write anymore. So I'm hoping that Disney and their endless infinite pockets are able to properly support the people that have created their IPs that need their help. I hope so. I hope they give probably not because it's a giant evil corporation, but (laughs) uh, hopefully somewhere along the way, he had a contract on rights to, to his characters. Probably not. Most of Marvel's work for a long time was just work for hire. Like we hire you to write people, whatever you create belongs to us. That's so so unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, And that was how Marvel and DC did things. That's how they amassed their giant archive of intellectual property is because like comic books, freelance, uh, whatever you create. Uh, Uh, So in a way, I shouldn't love Guardians of the Galaxy because they took all these characters from these random names. But, but, but that's how it was done. That like that was how comic books were. No one that's really true. expected yeah, that's comics the structure of to the explode yeah. the way it has. But it's not like anybody was using these this IP anyway. It was just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, like Rocket would show up periodically in a joke comic or something like that. Uh, I mean, there was enough people that like loved the old, like certain old school things that will try to find a way to introduce them. But usually they'd show up for like an arc or something because no one would think you could do a full <laughs> a series about a raccoon guy. Well, the one I read right. was even black and white and I still read it. And he like appears in the woods and fights this or first he's fighting this, uh, some warrior guy that's like looking through the woods and then he ends up being his friend or whatever. And he but was initially, or at least that's for a while was kind of written with like an Australian accent. And like, he mm. showed up in, like the the 2004 version of the Guardians of the Galaxy or 2008 version shows up in the uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon series. Really? He's got a, he's got an Australian accent, and it's uh, which is kind of how he was written for a while. They did say somewhere online it could be wrong, but they said his name and aspects of his, char- of his character are a nod to the Beatles song. Yeah, uh, Rocky Raccoon. He was Rocky like. Like you didn't know his first name was Rocket until later. Like you didn't know Rocky was short for Rocket, which mm. is only one letter shorter in the same amount of syllables. So I don't know why that works. But uh, <laughs> it's like you didn't even shorten it to anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it was absolutely like, hey, the Beatles, they have a song called Rocky Raccoon, and let's have some fun with that. Well, these guys get caught and they go to jail, and then that's a cool little minute of them like giving their backstory. All right, of their back to the main movie is what analyzing. we're analyzing. Okay. Yeah, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Joe's research, and that's where Supernova Joe. says, oh, what a bunch of a holes!" These guys. That's yeah. when they send them to the kiln or whatever. Yeah, uh, but I like that little. You know, I like this is a good way to introduce them, where they give the file, the background file. They're reading about them and where they're from, and so this is where I gather Terra is what they call Earth. Mm-hmm. They call yeah. it terror for some reason. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it's a rock. I mean, like that. There's a there's a DC couple of characters who are named basically because of you know rock. So it's like it's simple, but then it's yeah. also you like how some people call Earth people from Earth terrestrial, and then you have like extraterrestrial stuff. Agents of Shield uses Terran a lot mm-hmm. because, especially once they started going into space, it was. It's brought up a lot. Huh. And I like the idea that like everyone in outer space knows what Earth is, but Earth yeah. doesn't know shit about outer space. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, but it, I, I've heard of that most, planet. Those people are idiots. Most yep. and and, yeah. and, and, and pop culture, most, mm-hmm. most other other planets they look at us as 
primitive, you know? Well, that's like, why even, there was even video games, like, there are video games now where, like, if you don't know the backstory about the video game, it's almost like, oh, this is, like, almost like caveman time. But, like, no, civilization, civilization has been destroyed, and now it's being rebuilt, and this is what happens after the fact kind of thing. So, you know, we're... we're <laughs> In a scheme of things, um, popular culture and science fiction has us being almost dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean. But then, like, but they always they find wrong? a way to make, like, the Earth people have, like, sort of a unique spirit that mm-hmm. confounds other alien worlds. Will. <laughs> and that's, and somehow manages to become the focal point of uh, convergences. There's a, a whole lot of, I won't get into that too much. But uh, Earth finds a way to spunkily defeat alien invasions like they did in Avengers. There's uh, spunkily. Like, you know, in original (laughs) Fantastic Four, like Galactus shows up and like Earth, I think, becomes the first world to ever be able to convince Galactus not to eat the planet. Like they're able to drive Galactus away and that's suddenly Earth's holy shit. What's going on on Earth? That shit must be interesting if they can figure out how to get the destroyer of worlds do not destroy their world. Uh, and it's basically all because the Watcher decided I, I need to help these guys and give them something that Galactus is afraid of. But that's a whole other thing. So we're at the kiln. Yeah. And we're back. We're mm-hmm. into the prison and uh, we found out Gamora was going to betray Ronan. So she says, and then we see the big blue bastard who has the Walkman. Hey, you big blue bastard! Give me that walk. <laughs> you, know, uh, you see how attached Peter is to that. That blue, music is his. Blue that's sweet. all he's got. Yeah, yeah. blue sweet, yeah. and then the we get the montage. Bits of his mom, he has left. Yes, it's, and it's yeah, that's understandable. But actually, it's kind of you know. Then you can be like, "Oh, you idiot! You went back to get this Walkman." But now, if you have a tape that you made in the eighties or the mm-hmm. you know. I have, I think I have still a couple cassette tapes that were mixtapes I made in the 80s. I got a box full of them. I don't touch them because I know that if I, I, I might even want to play them one more time. And I don't have anything that plays cassettes either. But, but the, then, like, in, especially outer space, if he loses that, he'll never hear those songs again, probably. Yeah. Like, it's a potential to never hear it again. So, anyway, yeah. then we get the Blue Swede montage hooked on a feeling. Uh, and this is when, you know, he's in prison, he's getting deloused. And then we see Rocket's mechanics that moment where they <laughs> the back of yeah. Rocket. And then he's like, a, so that's why I looked up that he was a, he's like a experimental being that has like mm-hmm. got a, a metal, like electronic skull skeleton and whatever, and all this shit that mm-hmm. I, you know, that's the only moment you see that. So right. I didn't know that until I researched it, but uh, that's interesting that they show that, but. Uh, well, then, yeah, he does the drunken rant later. It's like, I didn't ask to get made. I yeah, didn't ask they, to get torn apart and put together again and again and again. Right. When he puts that out there. And that's what, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then the prisoners all hate Gamora. And then we get the Gunavian jelly thing. And so <laughs> I've been making notes for. I, a, I forgot what the Gunavian jelly is. To the big blue monster, you know, like you go to prison, of course, there's the big, big guy who's going to intimidate you and say he's gonna rape you basically has to come up to you so he goes right up to star lord he's like i'm gonna slather you in ganavian jelly and go to town but then groot puts his fingers up the guy's nose oh and- that guy yeah 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 you know who, who played that guy 
The Ganavi and Jelly guy? Yeah. No? Oh, uh, wait. Nathan Fillion. Oh, no, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Huh. Of, uh, he oh, just did a cameo. That doesn't mean anything to me. Rob yeah. Zombie is in this, too. Really? Rob, that yeah. I didn't know. Yep. Who's Nathan Fillion? Castle. The, yeah. Firefly. The Rookie yeah. now. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> you see, you you've seen his face. We showed you his face. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. he just uh, does. That's a, name, that's a name you should know. These, these are one of those nerd type names that you should know. He was you know, on wanna... uh, one season show that got canceled that everyone liked about space pirates called right. Firefly. That with people... Alan Tudyk. Alan this is Tudyk, what you yeah. do, right? You but like... this was a Joss Whedon joint. So I yeah. don't think everyone is clamoring for that anymore. But back then it was like, we need more of this. And then they did a, a movie to kind of wrap it up. And then uh, everyone's like, oh, oh is he in Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. He's uh, yep. Total t- um, the terapart arm guy. No, TDK. Is it TDK? <laughs> I don't even know. He but he's like the, the main guy. Suicide Squad, his arms came off and he was fighting with, you know, what that guy, Joe. I think it's I think it's TDK. You he doesn't look familiar to me. It's hard right. to believe you did. Who cares? Me. He's in it for two seconds. Go anyway, ahead. Anyway, yeah. he doesn't look Here's anything the thing like that. I'm going to sit there and say if you're ever around a bunch of nerds at a bar somewhere and they're looking at you like you're too cool to be a nerd, just say Nathan Fillion. They're like, oh, this guy's awesome. Get him up there. Well, I I, I had know, to I make a list. Shows. There's a lot of things, references from this, because I love shit like that when they mention Gunavi and Alien. Like, I love in Star Wars when they drink the blue milk. Like, that's my favorite. Like, I love everyday shit in another world. So I'm making a list of things I'm going to use in hip-hop lyrics later. And <laughs> Gunavi and Jelly's in there, an Askavarian chick, a smoking hot Ray Jack girl, Nova Records I'm going to mention, Pelvic Sorcery, uh, Enacting the Emulation Initiative, uh, all from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Thulium Isotope 385. Uh, you know what that's from? Thulium Isotope 385. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what that's is from. That, is that weird science or something? God dang it, I gotta look it up. Uh, what I can hear about? someone saying it. They use it in uh, it's gotta be Revenge of the Rick, Nerds, maybe Rick and Morty. No, uh, I don't know. Thulium isotope 385. That sounds like Rick and Morty. I'm thinking it's something from the 80s and I can't think of it. No, this. it's a cartoon. And they oh, you know, Rick it. and Morty referenced the 80s a lot. It's basically back oh, to the future. Freaking G.I. Joe. Oh, it was in G.I. Joe. That's what I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> Thulium isotope 385. It creates yeah. some Cobra. Sh- sh- Shipwreck is brainwashed. Um, yeah, that shipwreck brainwashed episode really affected me as a child. I just rewatched it and all these <laughs> repressed memories came back. Anyway, sorry. Well, I got way off. Uh TBJ doesn't want to talk about G.I. Joe. Uh um, you can talk about G.I. Joe, but I got about uh only so much longer before my head is a final. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been going <laughs> for over an hour, so we could just yeah hold off and then record the rest. I I want to remember what shit I lost my. Uh, let's get to a good point where you can. Yeah, we're we're, we're about to get to the, the we're in the kiln where we're about yeah. to get to the the jailbreak. 
we're in the kill yeah we're in the kill and we're about to get the jailbreak so we are oh yeah <laughs> yeah they're gonna have jelly and then he you know hurts that guy and then this is where we meet drax and he wants to execute gamora and he stops by giving the stories about you know like wait 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 don't you don't want to do that yet because he can she can get ronin and that's who you want and then yep. he talks about the smoking hot rage at girl that stabbed him with a fork and the Cree girl caught him with an Ascavarian who worked at Nova records. And I love Nova records. I tried to Google Nova records and there was, I thought there'd be a lot more out there about that, but Ascavarians, they did have an Ascavarian, that actual chick apparently in the gardens of the galaxy cartoon later. So they show her and she looks just like you described with tentacles and razor sharp teeth or whatever. And then later he calls him, hey, man, who's laid with an Oscarian? Hey, it was one time. Uh, <laughs> shit like that that I love about this. Like, they talk about this weird alien thing. Like, this is what it would be like if a bro was an eight or was this in the in space. And then I'm keep I like this knife. I'm keeping it. Like that little guy was like, that was my favorite knife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Drax is interesting. Drax also created by Jim Starlin in 1973 in an Iron Man comic. But he was actually initially he was human, and his a uh, guy named Arthur Douglas and his family was killed by Thanos, and he became obsessed with killing Thanos, and he was recreated into Drax Not the Destroyer. Not with Arthur Douglas from Hitchhiker's Notice. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, but he was re turned into this big green hulk of a dude except initially he had a big purple cape and he could shoot like blasts out of his hands and stuff like that yeah he and had he had like powers. wildly varying intelligence levels like sometimes he was smart other times he talked like track smash kind yeah. of like hulkish <laughs> but he wasn't revamped into this the version that we see here until 2004 there was a drax miniseries from keith giffen and uh, mitz breitweiser who just sort of like for some they took that old the did you thing say keith they, Keith Giffen and Mitch Breitweiser. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they sort of revamped him from like he's like sort of metamorphosed into like this dude with like the the tattoos and the markings and stuff like that. But was he that the the whole thing about him that I like the most is that he takes everything literally. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I think it, that was a way. I mean, I don't know if that was necessarily something in his comic character, but that was a way to sort of like make him kind of uh, pay homage to the sillier parts of Drax's history without yeah. making him talk like the Hulk or whatever. Uh, but I like yeah, that, that, that was a that was a good. And apparently, that something like that about him like really spoke to uh, autistic kids. I remember like seeing reading some stories at the time, like there were autistic kids who like went that's me i get it like i don't get metaphors that's right yeah that's like someone was really inspired by that that he could they could be that would make sense and not to not to be too pc police on you but the preferred nomenclature is kids with autism not autistic kids because the because you want to put the the person first people first language people first language people first language yeah which is it takes it takes it takes a long time to get that through you but that's cool i love that that that's a thing i would have never thought about that uh but they agree to work together and they split the money four ways three ways but then groot was like i am groot uh which i knew three words could do so much and you do you know you really do start understanding what he's saying Uh, at the end like you oh yeah yeah you are right i am Groot. you know what he means well it helps that rocket repeats everything he says and 
<laughs> or just responds yeah. to it so you can understand what he said. And then we cut to the sanctuary and Thanos and Ronan are uh, getting into it a little bit. And Thanos calls Ronan a pouty child. And I got to say, Boy. Ronan is, yeah. I mean, maybe they're meant to do this, but Ronan's a, a douchebag. Like, I don't yeah. like him at all. I don't think he's tough. He's just dumb. He, he sounds like he's played by Beck Bennett from SNL. Like when Beck Bennett knows there's oh, all this character. Like he sounds like a Beck Bennett character. I think they whiffed on Ronan. Like, uh, the, I, I, I thought that the first time I saw like Ronan, the accuser has like a, uh, an interesting, like he's in the books. He's there's more to him than just psychotic zealot yeah. who wants to murder everybody. Like he's like kind of a Cree police officer sort of thing. Like he goes around, I, you were accused of this. How do you plead? Like, he's like a judge and jury kind of thing to other people. But this was, but the more I watch this, the more I've kind of warmed up to it. I mean, he's still kind of one note and not really yeah, uh, dynamic, but uh, he's a little scarier. Like the, the more I watch it, the more I kind of uh, pay attention to I him. think he's too tough. Like he's just so I want Drax to beat him. I mean, maybe that's the way I just, I think he's a dude. Yeah. You want Drax to beat him. That, he's a yeah, hero. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. You do, he's a, <laughs> You don't want the villain to win no, unless you're art. But I, unless you're art. I don't buy that he can beat Drax. Anyway, and then we see, and then Rocket Rocket Raccoon is leading the way with all this. He needs a Cornix battery, an armband, and that guy's leg, <laughs> which ends up being a joke, which is hilarious. And then we get the prison break break sweetness of the whole thing because Groot goes over and just takes the battery right out of the <laughs> or while we get they're it first, pitching yeah. the plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while they're pitching the plan, which is great. Or we just do it immediately and then go with it. Um and then he, you know, the whole plan is the those thrusters attached to the guard tower tower. And they and they're about ready to get out. They got the orb but no walkman and he has to go back and get it. Uh and then he runs back and gets, you know, at the last second and gets the walkman. Uh is there anything about this prison break we need to talk about? I mean, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I really liked it. I love the whole uh, group just walks over and starts it without mm-hmm. <laughs> consulting anybody. And everyone's like, ah, well, shit. they're let's, in let's the combo. They go, oh, we have to figure out how we can get up there to get it. Yeah, I don't know how we can get up there. Right, and then you're like, watching. And it's cool because like you're watching group do all of this. And yeah. it's, it comes off kind of methodical, but then not methodical because Groot's kind of child-like. Yeah. So yeah. just like watch him do everything. We pull the thing off and hits the one dude and he falls. And it's just like it's <laughs> and then it's time just like when Rocket says, because like then this place will go crazy and all of a sudden the alarm goes off and the place goes crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's uh that was awesome. And then she's like, I'll get the armband, leg. <laughs> and he just goes <laughs> get the leg. And he gets that for no reason at the end of his laugh. And I love the dynamic between I think the, the cool thing about this is the characters are so all different and and the dynamic between all of them is is fun. Like Star Lord mm-hmm. and Rocket getting into it with each other is fun. They like yelling at each other, and then like Rocket and Groot is like a sweet little relationship. And but they, you know, Rocket yells at him sometimes, and then Gamora and Drax. Like when Drax is like, "Nah, you guys are my friends." Even this whore, <laughs> she's like, "You know what? Fuck you, fuck you." No you know? filter. And he does, yeah. So he doesn't know how to. You guys are my friends. Like just the. It's just a weird interaction of all of them, just kind of like us. Like we, yeah, it's, are a, it's a lot of weirdos put together. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. that's like like the best comics. They're taking these 
specific weirded characters throwing them into a hopper and bouncing them off each other and like character dynamics are a lot of the allure of any storytelling mm-hmm. really and i think we kind of we're kind of them like i'm rocket andy's groot art stars drax and tbj's gamora i am <laughs> and what i'm gonna say is because i'm the girl i am deadly so accurate <laughs> you're the deadliest woman <laughs> in the universe yeah I'm, I'm i'm not sure i think you're probably star lord hey i'm not rocket <laughs> you're not I'm rocket made of no i, I would definitely you, you, you definitely give me star lord vibe <laughs> uh, i'm rocket better. and my wife is group oh there you go yeah you're, group <laughs> is, you're, you're taking group. care of Susie all the time yeah. oh yeah this was uh i think uh she she's back here. She can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But this like Groot was the first character she really gravitated to in, in the, the like one of the first Marvel movies she saw. I will you um, know I was actually thinking that when I watched it because I thought about how the two of you have come together and she's this Broadway show fan. You're this Marvel guy. She has started watching Marvel stuff and you started going to broadway shows uh-huh. and like you guys made these concessions for each other and she loves group like she's you guys are like making concessions for each other that's how it yeah, works yeah, she just bought a whole bunch of little plant holders shaped like groot in different oh. poses <laughs> i say cute. i want groot merch after watching this movie i want groot group merch well that, that we're jumping way ahead but like the end credit scene in this oh. like they actually came out with that and it was like it was like flying off the shelf like hotcakes because of that, like the whole dancing group thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it was almost the, like the whole. I thought you were talking about the Howard the Duck thing. thing. No, like the the bit at the end, like the dancing of the Jackson yeah, Five. Yeah, so that was like I think that brought everything home, and everyone just fell in love with Groot immediately. Yeah, and so, uh, man, the, I, the engagement ring that I got for Susie was a Groot ring. Oh, it was a Groot design okay. ring. That's important. And, uh, uh, I, I think that's the only reason it. she said okay. <laughs> so, if you had come with a regular ring, she'd have been like, no thanks. But no, 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 I don't Groot, want your crap. And she said, yeah. All right, came you with Groot and she was it. like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to get to the rest of the movie, but while we're jumping around, let me talk about that post-credit scene real fast because I can't wait any longer because the big knowledge that I learned that I was going to drop that I was going to feel like a genius is that and the collector's place that little dog in the astronaut suit mm-hmm. is cosmo his name is cosmo yeah. and he's in the he was in the garden of the galaxy comic he's a telepathic russian dog uh cosmonaut dog because yes. russians sent dogs into space so that's something that's known by comic nerds you guys all know that not yeah. everybody but uh like because at the time even even when guardians first came out guardians of the galaxy was not a huge nerd property like oh. a lot of nerds didn't like that's one of the reasons I think I, I posted going in there. It's kind of fun to uh, to hear nerds get like learn shit as well. Because normally the conversations after movies are nerds explaining to lesser nerds. Yeah. Lesser nerds, but lesser. Uh, lesser beings. It's you guys explaining it to no. me. Yeah. 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 It was like, <laughs> so they're like, who's that? Like, yeah. Like you are like, who's that guy? What's that guy mean? Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. Um, that's Thanos or whatever. <laughs> like a lot of the nerds, are like I don't know who that is. I don't know anything about Gamora. I don't know anything about Groot or Drax. So it was so, a chance to like get nerds into 
nerd shit that they didn't know about. More nerd yeah. shit. They and, had a lot more leeway to play around with these characters. And nerds were less likely to get pissed that yeah. they didn't do with them right because, like, you have peripheral knowledge of these, but that's it. Like, you're not. Yeah, like they were not huge. They're not your childhood yeah. comics that you care about. So that's it. Was a smart move, I think. Yeah, and it was great. And but they took the the vibe from the Abnett and Lanning, the DNA is what they call it. Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning were the ones that kind of helped with Annihilation Conquest and got this whole revamp of the Guardians going. And they were true to the spirit of that. And I really loved those I was one of the nerds that knew those books coming in. And I was really excited to see what they did. And I was so glad to see all those misfit weirdos getting together. Yeah. Yeah, uh, motley crew of people getting together. I like it. All right, well, let's end it here since it's we've been doing this for an hour and a half. Uh, this shit, this might be two episodes. We're only halfway through the movie, and we'll do this again <laughs> another time. So uh, that's how we are. We've talked to we've taken left turn after left turn. That's true. That's how the nerd school rolls. It's what and we do precisely. This is why I told Andy and Art on the Marco Polo that like they really think we're gonna get caught up. By Can May, I say this? May. Austin, but before we even start up this, to what this day, by May? By May, was, they think we'll be in phase six or whatever we're in now. I was thinking not at our rate. <laughs> I was thinking how we're almost done phase two. Like after we finish this, we have Age of Ultron and Ant Man. Yeah, but phase three is like forty-five movies. Eh, but whatever, man. Also, just trying whatever. to get our schedules to work is like. Uh, I know tea. we can't even get I, together and we take you eight guys, years for each movie. Listen, we do. Supposedly, I'm the bad one because I'm the Sith. But you guys are a bunch of negative. <laughs> you name yourself the Sith. You, you guys are a bunch of negative. Couple of Debbie Downer. Did you Couple of Debbie Downer. Take it down about 20% over there. Take it down about 20% over there. Okay, but reality is knocking. And it says, I've looked into the nerd school's future and we move like turtles. Yes. So we oh. will not finish this. I'm glad somebody's uh, on my side. I was like, we'll finish yeah. this in 2027. We'll get caught. I don't Listen, believe so. I believe you both are sadly mistaken. The only, I'll, I'll say this the only way we could get all the way caught up is if we kept every episode concise an hour without any sidetracking. Even, we could be caught up, but we have never say, ever in the history of school kept an actual movie within an hour. We've kept we're an hour and a half in, and we're not even halfway through Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me just say this. Like, I remember after we was, you know, Hawkeye finished, and I was like, well, man, um, we don't know when Joe's going to see Spider-Man, and we haven't even done, like, Eternals, Black Widow, any of those ones that are coming out currently. But then I was like, we don't have any more shows. And then Moon you Knight. have uh um what's you call it? Um Doctor Strange being moved to May, and then we don't know when the other shows come out. And then like this past week, we found out that Moon Knight comes out in a couple of months. So you know we mm-hmm. have a show on Disney Plus now that we'll be able to like but review it. So it's almost like things are popping Which is up. all the more reason we won't actually right. be Yeah, we won't get any farther. Listen, if you guys would have let the guy who always has to say, can I say something? Can I say, <laughs> say something? something? Can I, say something? <laughs> I was about to agree with you guys that <laughs> here, you probably won't catch up just because the other shows are just, they haven't have, they're all supposed to be coming out in 2022. 
but they they're slowly starting to release give us release dates for those shows. So you Even know Joe's if, gonna want to do Moon Knight yeah. when that comes out. So like I, I get it. I get Even it. Even if we Joe's, didn't do Joe the wants Disney to do. Plus show. Even if we didn't do the Disney Plus show, just let's let's look at stats and facts. Statistically, we are a long-winded group because we already said we rang up 10 minutes ago. Thing. We <laughs> don't do it. Here's the thing. Some and of the things we, so, like, once we get through phase three, some of the things that's in phase four, we've already discussed. But Joe doesn't so have any ability to I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it. You, you were you still going to be covering it as if Joe didn't watch anything. I was just born this morning. Joe, one day you may wake up and all this comic knowledge, movie knowledge, just flood into your brain. It is nice like, you that you're optimistic. Overload. Uh, I, I do say, Joe. It I do say, Joe. I, I believe listen, in it's Joe. It's not even just Joe. I, listen, our schedules, we are all back working. I put my butt back in school, so God bless my brain, which is why I'm falling asleep on y'all. Oh homework, my gosh. Bitch. Uh, yeah, our schedules are mad. We all work in the arts. Uh, so getting mm-hmm. together is hard AF. Like yep. It took us weeks to get together just to do this, unless yeah. it's possible. But the only way it would be possible is if we were able to carve out one day every week that we were together and we kept For our those episodes of you short. Who listen to us, I want you to know that I, Lord Artemis Prime, is always viewed mostly as the bad guy. <laughs> Being <laughs> realistic doesn't yeah, make you a bad guy. I'm just going to point is, this out in a professional is, setting. Being realistic word. with timelines is actually the most professional thing one could do. He's been quite optimistic. Optimistic can be a bad evil. Optimism in lieu of reality in business will get your business run out Can or I say short of employees. <laughs> Can so I I'm say just going to note that of the good guy Jedi-ness <laughs> that is happening, reality... You've been saying right. something the whole time. Can I say the, something? The whole damn time. No. There you go. No. What I was going to say was, where did Andy go? <laughs> you think I'm jumping in the middle of that? It was like a three... It was like... It was like this is that one rare time where Joe, you know what I'm saying? Joe, my man crush any day, would jump on my back. All and I'm I, saying I, is I believe the disagreement. The disagreement was between Andy me and you and Andy, and then TBJ took my side. I'm not um, taking. I'm taking reality. Well, she's taking the reality <laughs> side. Four like, adults with never gonna... jobs in the arts. Yeah. That's it's why like, I, I made it more bi- so if we I'm putting them out bi-weekly now and I'm stretching yeah. some of these long ones into two episodes so that buys mm-hmm. us more time so mm-hmm. but it's good now, to have goals we might not reach those goals but let's have a goal let's but right. have you heard of making smart goals which are specific <laughs> measurable somehow our production meeting has ended up in the episode right yes. without ending the episode so let's end the episode and then continue with we the production can, we can end the episode <laughs> somebody's got to say good night good night bye review nerds. and subscribe and we'll be back nerd hive Tune back in and made to see who was right. We'll finish the second half of Goodbye. Review and then subscribe. Oh, there you go. go. Now I got That was the sound of music. They say I can't rap.
about the president no more. But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor. Still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons and people thinking this election to end racism. Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama, but don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. The Nerd School Podcast. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Listen, people can make fun of me for my holiday movies all we want to, but I'm like, are you alive? Did I fuss at you today? Did I yell about anything? All right, then. You're welcome. You better thank Hallmark for keeping me safe. <laughs>